This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are going to be joined a little bit later on by my friend Giselle that you've heard before. Uh, so I'm really excited. This is going to be show number 100. 27 Holy today. I know. Can you believe it? It's like like, like 12 times 10 plus 7. And then what's the derivative of 3? I don't know, Matt. You, 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 <laughs> just, you just ground it all to a halt. And that brings us to our, our word of the week, which is bewildered. Uh, you made me a little bit bewildered. If you can use that word of the week in your sentences this year or this week, you can give yourself 10 during the whole year. Sure, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but you can give yourself 10 points for using that. And bewildered is to be confused or perplexed or just have this like uh, sense of wonderment. Like I just don't know what's going on. And sometimes that is me. And um, Or this weather. I just bewildered by all this smoke. Well, being here in Southern California, yeah, we've got smoke today. It's, uh, it's so smoky today. We're recording on Labor Day that uh, the, the sun is, is behind smoke and you can look right at it. It just looks like a sunset uh, at midday here. And uh, there's ash on the cars and uh, it's been like this for a week or so. A couple weeks, I guess, we've been dealing with fires, but today is a particularly firific one. one, yeah. So uh, a couple things that we want you to know about the show. First of all, we'd love to have you like our Facebook page. Uh, so look up Mess It Up Podcast on Facebook and like that page. And, um, you know, put some nice comments, uh, if you would. We, we love nice comments. If you don't have nice comments um, and you've just got, you know, stuff that you would like us to fix, you could say that. Just try to say it in a nice way. Uh, we, we try to foster a sense of, of community and, and, you know, we don't always have to agree, but we can always be peaceful. So um, you can do that. You can follow us on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. Try to put stuff up there. Uh, check out our subreddit, which is called Messed Up Ministries. Uh, on Reddit, and uh, we are going to be having more with that as uh, the uh, Messed Up Ministries ministry gets uh, its feet off the ground. We have got some exciting news about that. This last week, I got uh, my employee ID number, which means we can open up our bank account. Yeah, so things are moving along with that as well. That's pretty fun. Uh, you can check out. We don't have our website. Well, the website is there. It's not complete. Go check it out and just uh, see. Um, it's messedupministries.com. And if anybody out there is a web designer or likes to do web design and um, they're looking for a, a project to do to help someone out with a ministry that doesn't have any money. <laughs> it's good um, for the portfolio. Yeah, it'd be good for the portfolio. i uh, love to have help with, uh, with any of our websites. So uh, check us out. We're on messituppodcast.com is where you can hopefully find this and send people to, to the show. Uh, post on uh, Tuesday that hashtag Tune in Tuesday, put the show up so that more people can find out about the show. Another great way for people to find out about the show is to give it a rating and review on uh, any of the podcast servers that are out there, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's uh, on Acast or on Spotify or on Apple iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it happens to be. Uh, just give it a shout and uh, let people know about that. And uh, like we talked about, trying to get things paid for, we are completely 100% listener supported. This is a domestic mission, and uh, I'm a domestic missionary, and I, I 
survive on the support of donors. So if you would like to become a supporter of the podcast, you can just go to messituppodcast.com and you can click on that button that says become a patron and you can uh, join our Patreon uh, memberships. We start as little as $1 a month to, um, to keep the ministry on the air. And um, we really, really do survive on that. So I thank all of our patrons. Anybody who signs up as a new patron gets a free copy of my book, which is called Still in Beta. Uh, it's out there on Apple Books. It's on uh, your Kindle for Amazon. And you can also get a paperback version by searching for Still in Beta on Amazon.com. So I think that takes care of everything. Oh, I guess I should tell my email. I always forget yeah. to tell the email. Email is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Intern Dave can be reached at info at messituppodcast.com. And that, my friends. And your phone number is an oh. address. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I do like to give out my phone number. And I got a call a couple weeks ago from a person in a completely different state who had heard the podcast, had my phone number, and reached out and just said, hey, I, I need to have someone to stay accountable with. And I was like, I would be happy to do that. So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, the phone number is 760-608-1942. Shoot me a text or give me a call. I try to get back as soon as I can uh, to all that. So uh, we love having uh, people participate and be part of it. So thank you for participating and being part of it. So I told you I had my friend and you've heard her here. Uh, go ahead and say hi to the good folks, Giselle. Hello. Uh, how many times have you been on? Do you remember? Uh, a handful of times, It's I been feel. quite a few, yeah. enough that it's hard to just remember right off the top of the head, even though it's been like the highlight of your life. I know, especially being a stay-at-home mom in a pandemic and fire everywhere. I don't get to talk to many people. Yeah, so, so now you're talking to, you know, Hundreds of people out there uh, in the uh, the listenership. So um, it's good to have Giselle back. Uh, we are here. I did a little bit of uh, manual labor. I have a tradition with Giselle's husband, Andrew, who you've heard before, and we call it Manual Labor Day. And so he always has a project at his house. If you ever are looking for somewhere to spend a little bit of time to a project, you can get a hold of my friend Andrew, and he <laughs> has a project for sure. Uh, but today we did a little bit of concrete work, a little bit of dirt work. It wasn't too bad at all. Um, so now we're, uh, we're smoking some, uh, some beef and we're going to make some, uh, hatch chili beef burritos. It's going to be bomb diggity. Uh, so I thought we should go ahead and record with Miss Giselle here. So it'll be a quick show because we're hungry. We're getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were talking, uh, before I started about, I don't even know how we got onto this topic, but we were talking about something and... You know, you, you never know, you know, if it's, if you don't know that it's you, it might be you, you know, that, that people, well, we were, I guess we were talking about raising kids mm -hmm. and, and people being a little oblivious, but in recovery, uh, in life, in parenting, in, in marriage, uh, and just being part of humanity, we're dealing with people mm -hmm. and, uh, sometimes those dealings are easy and sometimes they're not easy. Uh, I've had uh, some really easy exchanges with people this week, and I've had some really difficult exchanges this week, and I'm sure next week we'll hold more of the same. Um, and, and, and what I try to look at when, when something gets difficult is, is why. And I, I'm not a person, you know, if you've been around me enough, you'll hear me say, you know, we find solutions, not fault. You know, we, we fix the problem, not the blame. 
and I don't like to you know just say oh, well this is your fault but I like to know why something happened so I can avoid it and and certainly if I have a part in it and that goes back to our fourth step in that fifth column of what's my role in this it's an important skill to have mm -hmm. um, how does that look in your life that whole idea of responsibility are you more a person to look for what am I responsible for and how can I fix this problem or you know is it easier for me it can be easier to find what's wrong with everybody else oh yeah definitely I feel like and I say this I, right now knowing both of our spouses are sitting across yeah. the room pretending to read books and stuff and and here we are saying yeah we're it's a lot easier for us to it's find okay. fault my, with somebody else my <laughs> husband has earplugs oh, in so yeah, my, my, <laughs> listener Bev just gave me a thumbs up <laughs> oh wait Andrew took out his yeah. earplug. <laughs> so, so uh, it, 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 for me, it, it is. It's easier for me to pick other people apart than to pick myself apart. Yeah. I mean, I feel I tend to have low self-esteem, so I'm always like, oh, I'm a loser. I'm dumb. I'm this. But in the midst of anger, because my... I could get really angry. It's like, you, you, you. Mm. So, yeah. um, I think it's just... I think for me, I learned to like just stay quiet and let the other person talk and see and because I want to, I want people to listen to me when I tell them like, hey, like you hurt my feelings, right? And then when I let, like for example, Andrew, I let him talk. He's like, oh, well, I didn't like when you did this. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I guess. I mean, in the mist, I want to like yell and rip yeah. his head off, but you know. Well, yeah, it's so easy the... to strike back or want yeah. to strike back and yeah. say, yeah, but, you know, and I, I think, you know, to be successful in a discussion with a person, I think using the words you and yeah, but mm -hmm. are just a recipe for disaster. If, if I could learn to avoid those three words, yeah, I think that it would be you know, I probably have a lot more success in solving right. problems with people. Yeah. And, uh, one thing like, m like my husband has taught me is like when you had a butt after sorry, it's not really a real apology. Yeah. So it, it's been good and bad thinking about like always thinking like uh, when I apologize, but at the same time, when you're not ready to not say the but it's like you realize like no i'm still hurt and i still don't <laughs> like the thing that i want to say is the thing that i say last mm -hmm. if i apologize and then give an excuse i'm using the apology as a vehicle to serve the excuse yeah um because that's what i really want you to hear is my excuse not my apology and and i i, I need to be cognizant of that that you know that what we really the point we want to drive home is the thing we finish with so if we finish with the excuse then yeah everything before it was probably just trying to set the table yeah it's like it was just a formality versus an actual heart to heart yeah yeah it really yeah and 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 i know how i feel when a person gives me a hollow apology mm -hmm. like, no, you're not sorry. You, yeah. you don't. And, and and there's an art to an apology. I think there's there's a, 
a process and an understanding. It has to be more than just saying, I'm sorry, you know, being, well, why are you sorry? What are you sorry for? What did you do to me that you're sorry about? You know, do, do you know how this affected me? And, and the flip of that is when I apologize, I try to see where, how did I affect this person? Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, I hate the, you know, very, you know, stereotypical, oh, you know what you did. Yeah. Like, ah, no, I, I need to know. I, yeah. I, well, figure it out. Well, I've been trying to, and that's why I'm coming to you for help so I can not do it again. Um, it, it, it gets really yeah. tricky. And I've had, I've had different relationships. I've had relationships with people who were, were big on, well, you know what you did. And I'm glad that Listener Bev is not one of those type of people. Um, I don't know that she's ever said that to me. Um, but that, that was just, when I was in a relationship before, I would get that. And it was very, um, it was frustrating yeah. because like, well, I can't fix this and I want to. You know, I mean, I'm a person who wants to get along peacefully uh, mm-hmm. insofar as it's possible, you know, that we, we should get along. And that, it's a biblical thing. You know, we're told insofar as it's possible, get along with, with the people you're with. Yeah. And um, if, if we're being passive aggressive, if we're being snarky, if we're being, if I'm being passive aggressive, if I'm being snarky, if I'm being sarcastic, then I'm probably not doing everything I can yeah. to get along. I'm, I'm, I'm laying my bombs and, and mines for people to step in. Yeah. And I think too, like, I, I feel like I always hold people up to the same standard I hold myself to. So it's like, okay, well, this person may not be thinking the same as I'm thinking. Like the other day I was complaining like, oh, why didn't so-and-so invite me to hang out with them? Like, you know, looking at Facebook and stuff. And it's like, well, like Andrew had to remind me, like people don't think the same way you do. They don't think of including like everyone or they're just thinking like, oh, this is my, you know, this is the person I want to hang out with. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right, right. (laughs) So it's like you have to realize like not everyone's an introvert or an extrovert and i'm like that introvert that wants to make everyone feel special (laughs) well i think you know we tend to i tend to view the world through my own filter and spectrum and i see it the way i see it so i project that onto everybody else seeing it the exact same way so the things that seem obvious to me well they must be obvious to you. And I, after 25 years of marriage, I can tell you that's not true, but I still do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that, that Bev doesn't always think exactly what I'm thinking and I'll assume and project onto her that she's processed everything the exact way that I've processed it. And it just doesn't work that way because she doesn't. And sometimes I look at the world from a completely peculiar point of view. Yeah. It makes sense in my head, but in somebody else's head, they're like, huh? Yeah. It's like when a teacher or professor asks you asks the class a rhetorical question and you're like, yes, me. And it's like, wait, that was a rhetorical question. Like, not everyone gets rhetorical questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you have to see everyone's perspective. We do. And it, it comes down, I think, to loving, which kind of brings us into uh, our song of the week this week, which is a song that is uh, it's big on my wife's list right now. And when I first heard it, I didn't really like it as much. Um, and it's one of those songs that's grown on me. Uh, that I, I think about um, for King and Country when Joy came out, 
and I was like, ah, I don't really like this song as much as I like their last album. I'm not sure. And then I was just like, became my favorite freaking country song. And, uh, and this song is by uh, We the King, and it's called um, God So Loved. And um, it's just got a lot of different things in it. I'm going to play you 90 seconds of it. want to give you a little snippet of it, and uh, we'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and talk more about this idea of it just might be me. So here's 90 seconds of For God So Loved from We the Kingdom. He will satisfy taste of his goodness find what you're looking for So loved by We the Kingdom. Giselle, tell us your thoughts on this one. Okay, so first off, I think this is a great recovery worship song. Just a reminder of like it doesn't matter how broken or hurt or in the world you are, that you could just go to the cross and God will take up your burden. Um, but, uh, the part that really stands out to me, especially during this time of pandemic where it's, it almost feels really lonely and you kind of sometimes miss your old life of being around people and going places, socializing and, oh, I lost, come and thirst no more. Okay. This part where it's, um. Uh, come all you sinners come find his mercy come to the table he will satisfy taste of his goodness find what you're looking for so um, what really stood out to me is find what you're looking for mm -hmm. in him where it's like you're lonely you could find you could find um, you don't have to be lonely in Christ and you know uh even just what your friends lack, Jesus doesn't lack in. Mm -hmm. What your husband or spouse lacks in, your Jesus won't lack in. That. Yeah, that, that, that line jumped out to me too, that find what you're looking for. Because everybody's looking for something. And in mm -hmm. recovery, we know that people are looking for something. And a lot of times, they're, they're, they're trying the wrong thing to see if it's what they're looking for. And, and when I first heard this song, the first thing that jumped out to me, and I immediately thought the same thing. CR song is, you know bring all your failures bring your addictions I'm like up oh, whoa recovery song okay and it's it's so true 
you know, the simpleness of it. We bring it all and we lay it down. We just, we stop carrying it. Sometimes the hardest thing to figure out for me is the easiest thing. That thing in your hand is burning you, put it down. Mm-hmm. It won't burn you anymore. It won't continue to burn you. You might still feel the result of the first burn, but it won't continue to get worse. And so sometimes I cling to what I know, even though it might be bringing me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the hardest things to do uh, in driving is to take my foot off the brake in a skid. You know, my, my inclination, stomp on it harder, stop more. And, and sometimes taking your foot off the brake and actually giving it gas gives you traction that you need to escape. And that's counterintuitive to me. Um, and so that's a difficult thing, but it's, it's a true thing. And I told you at the beginning, you know, the first time I heard this, I was like, oh, this is a great song. And I was like, oh, I don't like this song. And it drives me nuts because they took the old school doxology, which I did all the time as a kid. And I don't know if you remember doing this uh, when we would pass the plate when I was in church as a kid. We'd sing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Uh, and it says, praise God, praise God from whom all blessings flow. They praise him, praise him. It's like, all creatures here below, but no, they went with for uh, for the wonders of his love. I'm like, every time I hear it, it's like, no, you missed out on the opportunity to make this the old song, the old song. And, and so that I let was that before get in my, my way. time, by yeah, the way. But <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's so true that, that what we need to do is just bring it to him and he will satisfy. He'll give us what we're looking for. I love having my wife and my daughters in my life because they are so awesome at helping me find what I'm looking for. It's, I'm, people argue with me when I say this because they don't hear the way I'm trying to say it, but I'm a loser. I lose things. I put things down and I don't remember where they are. And it's, it's, am I right, listener Bev? She's shaking her head. You can't hear her shaking her head, but she's saying, yes, it's true. That, and I'll come to her and say, Bev, okay, I, I lost this. I, I don't know where I put this. And my daughters are good enough that I could say, okay, I was doing this with this thing. Where do you think I might have put it? And sometimes they'll help me find these things that I've lost. And God can just, he can give me what I'm looking for. He can give me those things that I need. And, and Bev and I were talking about this earlier today. He Sometimes he gives us, what we want, even though it's not what we need. Mm-hmm. You know, like God, the, the Israelites asked for a king. They wanted a king, and God's like, you don't need a king. No, we need a king, and he, he gave them a king. Um, and, you know, he just, if I would be wise enough to trust in God, you know, that would really help things out. I tell mm-hmm. people quite frequently, uh, one of my prayers for people, someone comes to me, listen, if you come to me and you're struggling, I will pray for you. And if you ask me to pray, if you send me a text at that phone number, 760-608-1942, if I get a text and it says, hey, I need you to pray for me for this, I will, as soon as I can, stop what I'm doing and pray for you. If I'm driving, I have pulled off to the side of the road to stop and pray for a person right now. And I'll sit back, hey, just prayed for you. I'm not the kind of person like, I'm going to pray for you. And I don't. If I say I'm going to, I'm going to. And so I, cause I used to be that other guy who just said the nice thing. Oh, praying for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, so now I, I want to be that person. Um, and God gives us what we're, what we need. He satisfies our need. He takes care of our every needs, even the needs I don't know that I have. 
he puts those things in place. Yeah. You know, I I didn't know that uh, the people who were leading music for me when I started CR were going to move out of state or have other um, uh, things that they had to do on that same night and time. And then God gave me Andrew. I didn't know who Andrew is, mm-hmm. you know, big, tall Filipino guy. And I'm like, whatever. But now, four years later, you know, he's been running music for us at CR and on podcast. And, and God, he provided that need yeah. that I had no idea that I had. Yeah, I've definitely been trying to practice gratitude where it's like I was driving to Walmart and today and it's like this pandemic and the the clouds like it looks like I'm in the middle of a dust storm or something with all this smoke and it's like, well, you know, I'm thankful I have a house with air conditioning. I don't need to smell the air. And I was like, thank you, God. And, you know, thank you, God, that the fire's not burning my house down. Like, I still have a house, even though I feel bad for everyone that's losing their home. But it's like, man, like, you just get so stuck in, like, uh, life sucks, everything sucks. I I hate that I can't go outside or this and this and that. Where it's like, no, thank you, God. You provided shelter, yeah. water, provision. Yeah, and it's, it's, not, it's not a difficult thing, but I think... In America, we get, and I, I guess it's like this in other places too, but I live in America, so I see it, um, but, but we, we're spoiled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have, it's so, the things that we complain about, I think most of the world would be disgusted mm-hmm. that that's our, our biggest worry. And I know when I look at rich people and think, what do you have to worry about? Well, yeah. everybody's got their worries. It's just a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we... All right, we have to wear a mask to go to the store. I, I can go down to the store and get refrigerated items that are necessary, and I can get stuff that is just yeah. completely because I want it. You know, I I can get a cold soda. I don't need a soda to survive. Yeah. You know, but I could just go down to Walmart, <laughs> and all I got to do is put on a mask, and I'm, you know, complaining, or I'm going to put on a protest and wear it around my neck so that it's on, <laughs> but I'm not breathing because you're not going to tell me. And it's just like the perspective, and, and which gets us back to that whole thing. You know, maybe it's me. Maybe maybe I'm the one that needs to change my perspective. Maybe other people don't need to figure out life and, and get their act together. Maybe I need to figure things out and be, like you said, more grateful. Have that gratitude for what I do have. Mm-hmm. You know, take my eyes. My eyes can only look at the one place. If I'm looking back at what I don't have, I'm not looking at what I do have. Yeah. If I'm looking at what's making me afraid, I'm not looking at what's making me blessed. And, yeah. um, you know, if, if my eyes are on social media, they're going to show me what I don't have. They're going to show me what I should be afraid of. Uh, you know, social media is not, generally speaking, mm-hmm. a warm, fuzzy, safe place. It's It's a place that's filled with a lot of emotion oh yeah like i even just thought of like all those actors that like like robin williams for example like he's this the one of the funniest guys i've ever heard and you didn't know that he had so much depression that he committed suicide like it's like we're so busy looking like oh they have that i don't but then something happens like oh wow like they really didn't have what i have yeah, and, and, you know, 
I try to remind myself we never really know what's going on inside someone's head. It, it's easy for me to want to play, you know, all-powerful Paul and say, well, this is, you know, they didn't even care that they cut me off. Well, maybe they did care and they're sorry mm-hmm. about it, but maybe they just got a phone call and said that their baby was rushed to the hospital. Yeah. And so they, it was important for them to get there and have that spot. And I just don't know. And, and we didn't know the thoughts going on in, in Robin Williams' head. And I think being in Celebrate Recovery, watching skit guys for years at Summit oh, yeah. and thinking, okay, these guys, you know, they're just happy-go-lucky, bouncy guys. And then you find out that Tommy, you know, has been dealing, struggling with alcohol. And I, I mean, I remember when I heard his testimony that first time, it just, the room was quiet. I mean, room gets quiet on testimonies, but we'd all been there and seen, you know, skit guys for so many years. And it was a solemn thing because it's easy to project. This is what they must think. This is what they must not have any problems. Yeah. And, um, and it's, everything's a matter of perspective and, and turning it around and saying, maybe it's me, you know, uh, there's a, a saying in sports that if you're looking at the season coming up, and you can't find the easy game, you can't find the team that's the easy team to beat, it's probably you. You're the easy team to beat and everyone's, they can't wait to play you. You know, <laughs> if, you, if you're struggling, you, you, that means you know, it might be you. And, and if everybody around me is an idiot and I can't figure out why all the people I work with or live with or know or just morons don't get it, maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to sit down and think about it. So before we get away, what, what are some things that, I mean, how can we get that perspective? How can I, what are some things to do? Do you have any ideas of, of things to do to make it so that you can get a better perspective of, of where we might be not as wonderful as we think we are, as perfect as, as we think? Mm, I think what I've been trying to do, which I mean, some days are better than others, is just be quiet. Like, sometimes you just, like, kind of like when, you know, we're in open share in sober recovery, it's like, sometimes that awkward silence is all someone needs <laughs> to talk and spill their guts. Yeah. So, I've just been trying, like, you know, um, in the middle of an argument, it's like, you just want to jump on top of that person, but then it's like, okay, count to three, like, maybe... Like something else. Wow, you don't even out. give them ten, huh? Yeah, I <laughs> you mean, get to three, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I have like a deal. Oh, squirrel! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think for me, it's it is it's that listening mm-hmm. and hearing and and being willing to ask, what can I do to be a better person to you? How can I be a better friend? How can I be a better father? A better husband? Whatever it is, and then be be able to hear it and not. Say, yeah, but, or you, um, or, you know, mm-hmm. I just have to be able to hear because if I'm asking, how can I be better? There is a tacit acknowledgement that I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And if the person is bold enough to tell me what it is that they see and I've gone and asked them, it behooves me to at least listen to what they're saying and, and weigh it. And it might not be true. They might be cracked, but you know, I try to, if somebody tells me, hey, you should work on this, I might not like it. And I might go to another friend and say, hey, this person told me this. What do you think? And they're like, well, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. But yeah, that kind of, you know, if a couple people tell me the same thing, yeah, then 
then maybe mm-hmm. I'm not surrounded with idiots. Maybe, maybe they are. Yeah. And and I don't want to be that that person. So I think that that's another good thing where you should always have that friend or mentor that you could just go to and be like, I was kind of offended that someone said this about me. It's like, well, you know, you could work on that and it's like okay well i trust this person and what they think so maybe it is it's scary it's scary to ask it's scary to be asked have you been asked that and have to like a person wants to be honest you're like okay what do i do here i don't want to you know do i you know because you're risking the friendship or the relationship and i've i've lost friendships and relationships that i thought were beyond that ability to lose Mm -hmm. by being honest when a person asked me a question and I I gave them the honest answer and I found out they weren't really looking for the honest answer. Yeah. Uh, How do you, I mean, have you been in that position where you've had to give the honest answer? I mean, I... Let's try this, Giselle. Okay. What's wrong with me? Tell the people. (laughs) (laughs) How, How do you deal with that when someone asks you that hard question? Oh, my baby cried. I guess I got to (laughs) go. Well, I, okay. So I have a friend that we've been like, you know, we've been opening up about, um, you know, motherhood and, you know, we're doing hand signals to the other people in the room here to to let them know. (laughs) You might hear a little, little baby waking up from a nap. So yeah, really quick. uh, Yeah. I have a friend that we've been like, confining in like motherhood and marriage and all these things and sometimes you know she may tell me things where I'm like yeah well you are a little crazy like in my head (laughs) and it's like you know I just try maybe this could be my codependency and me avoiding it but I try to turn it around on me where it's like yeah like me and Andrew went through this and I just realized I have to give up control or you know like turn it around on like like yeah like almost like you tell me like if you're gonna use someone as an example make sure you're making yourself look like the idiot not Mm. the other person where i kind of make myself seem like the try to make myself seem like yeah i used to be the bad guy and this is how i overcame this and i don't know is that the right way to do that i mean that's yeah well it's (laughs) it's it certainly, you know, uses, makes use of our past. We, we're using that, those problems in the past to help someone else in the future. So I think it's a good thing. I just know it's, I think a lot of people, like I, I have found, I, I don't like being told when I'm wrong, but I love so much to be right that if you can correct something I'm doing wrong, that means I have a better chance of being right in the future. So I look at it that way. And so I, I'm open to criticism. It's not always fun, but I'm open to it. And so I assume other people might be as well. But then I find out, mm-hmm. you know, people sometimes don't like to be criticized. And I'm always like, hey, I can help you be better. And if people don't necessarily want to hear that. So sometimes for mm-hmm. me, it's a little difficult when I, when they do ask, like, okay, what do I really say here? And then the codependency kicks in. It's like, well, if I say this, will they still like me? And I feel like I'm the opposite of you because I just want to be heard. So I don't want to hear... Sometimes I ask people, but I don't want to hear their critique. I just want them to be quiet and hear me. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of ironic that I don't let other people talk sometimes. Yeah. Like Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting that you confessed to that when he went to go get your son and he couldn't hear. Nice. Yeah. We'll yeah. see when he listens to the show <laughs> if we get some listener feedback. 
anyhow, it, you know, it's a difficult thing, but it's an important thing. I think you know, keeping those relationships going is it's important to have listening and to to be open to being wrong. Um, even a person like me who's, you know, adamant about being right, uh, <laughs> I, I have to acknowledge that sometimes I could be the person who's who's wrong, and and practice that tenth step of promptly admitting it and, and making those amends. So um, it was good stuff. Yeah, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I was yeah. driving up the hill. I was like, Gigi, I need to get a show for this week. <laughs> you want to be on one? She's like, sure. And it's like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm going through and trying to find something. Just like always, yeah. when I try to find something really you know, fancy, it doesn't work. But then we're just having a conversation in the middle of you know, getting ready. And uh, it turns into 35 minutes later. Yeah. Well, that's funny because, like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask Paul what we're going to talk about because he usually tells me we'll figure it out. So I was just racking my brain, like, what have we talked about this past week that was interesting? And there were so many food. things. <laughs> so many things that were interesting you couldn't keep track, right? Yeah. Yeah, because exactly. everything we talk about, you know, you guys want to be flies on the wall when the uh, Pippins and Gadoolas get together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been super a lot of fun. Um, the next time you hear from me, I'll be in beautiful Portland, Oregon, um, heading up there to go uh, visit uh, uh, Pastor Dan and uh, Faith. And so uh, we'll be recording some so uh, songs, recording some shows with them. Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you check us out on all of the socials that we talked about before. Send me an email. Just let me know uh, some ideas for shows that you might want to have or I mean, please, if you want to be on the show or you've got a person who's got a great story, what we really want to do is we want to feature people's lives and show how people have taken the mess of their life and turned it into a message uh, by leaning on God. So if you've got those people, those stories, let us know. And it's not being braggadocious to say people need to hear my story because, listen, everybody out there, someone needs to hear your story. Nobody has a useless story. Everybody has a story that can save or change someone's life. So please uh, – Send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com uh, to let me know about that. Uh, please uh, consider becoming a patron. Uh, we are 100% listener supported and uh, the bills don't get paid without you guys. And so to all my patrons who do uh, help support the ministry, thank you so much. For those of you who have not joined yet, time is great to do it now. And um, as soon as uh, we get things going here, we should be able to start all of you patrons who are patrons now. Once we get our bank account open for the uh, messed up ministry or messed up ministries, uh, those uh, patronage um, donations are going to start becoming tax free um, or tax deductible, I should say. Uh, so uh, if you're looking for a deduction for yourself or for your business, um, great way to support the ministry and get a little love from Uncle Sam as well. So check it out at messituppodcast.com. Click that become a patron button and and you can find out more about it. Uh, if you need help, reach out to somebody. Um, and uh, the number, once again, is 760-608-1942 if you want to reach out to me. Until then, though, um, I just encourage you to uh, keep on uh, keeping on. Uh, if you want a little encouragement on a Monday morning, check out the Minister of Mocha blog. Um, it's always a little fun way to, uh, to rise up as well. But um, I think that's all we have for today. So we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs> <laughs>